Second and victory. Titans have a chance to win their first home playoff game since 2003 and the chance to host their first ever AFC championship inside of Nissan Stadium. What's up, everybody? Brett Batchelor here with the Second and Victory podcast alongside my dogs, Austin Nelson and Chris Carter. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Let's go. How's it going? Bro, I am rocking. I am so ready for this weekend. I'm so hyped. I'm so ready for it. It's going to be so much fun. I wasn't that excited last week because I was more nervous about who the Titans playing. I was kind of like doing matchups, like, all right, so if this team loses, you know, we'll get the Raiders. If, you know, this, I was more about who they're going to play. But now, like, you know the opponent. It's now, you know, I, ex- mid- I midweek. It to be, yeah, I expected it to be New England or Cincinnati. But obviously, it's New England didn't even stand a chance in that game. So, no. Hardly any of the losing team showed up this weekend. Literally. Yeah. Literally, what a uh, yeah, what a funky weekend! Like the, all the all weekend. the all the home teams won except Dallas. <laughs> what a shit! I thought show I picked San Francisco to win that one. That was amazing. I mean, I was a, easily, and we knew we've seen San Francisco, and you know they're they're a tough ass team. Um, yeah, they're a good team. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I'm more surprised of how just just how the Cowboys fell apart throughout that game. So many chances yeah. they beat themselves. Mm-hmm. It was I mean, weird. The, that last play of the game was one of the I don't I don't know if that was the play call. Obviously we may never know. Yeah. But it was a terrible decision by everyone involved. 100%. If that is your play call, then Dak has to be smart enough to know to slide after like six yards of running. Don't yeah. extend it to fifteen yards. Correct. Yeah. Seventeen but is what in got. that situation. Yeah. That should never be your play call. No. I agree. No, no I agree. timeouts, clock running down. You can't put yourself in the position where the referees can decide the game that way. One of their one of the 49ers' weaknesses is their secondary. So I mean, you you got to throw a couple outs to Cooper or Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, let the clock and you're out of timeouts. You got to you just got to you know let the clock and, stop and then. Throw and they were shot. moving it. They were moving it well. Like on the play, yeah. the, they were pushing. The three, they had three three plays passing plays leading up to that. Yeah, and then they just gave up and Dak ran. I it just goes to show you. I really do think they're just a poorly coached team. Is really yeah. what it comes down to. I, mean, I know people are on the fence right now about do they I keep mean, McCarthy? Do they let McCarthy go? I mean, and to got, validate that, I did even more. Look how many penalties they had in the game. Yeah, I think Randy and, Gregory had three himself. And yeah, it's this. It's the same stuff week after week with the same players. As I think, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I, I watch a lot of Cowboys games just because they're always on TV, obviously. But um, they're just they're not disciplined. Um, I saw – I don't know if you guys remember this, but when McCarthy got the job with Dallas, he told Jerry in the in his interview saying, hey, I watched every game from the 2019 season to figure out and analyze what happened, what was wrong. And so they asked him about it at his press conference when he got hired, and he confessed and said, Jerry, I didn't actually watch any of the games from the 2019 season. I just told you that to get the job. That's insane, dog. That's the kind of coach he is, though, That's dude. Insane, He's lazy, man. Fire him right shit. there. So, oh, and if and if you go back in his history too, even with Green Bay as well, 
there's a history of him of horrible, horrible clock management. Yeah. And they yeah. talked about the other day, too. There was like four of the games in the regular season where it was bad, and they messed it up again here. Crazy. Yeah, I bet our listeners didn't know they'd come to the Dallas Cowboys podcast to start this off. <laughs> 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 All right, before we get into it, stop the podcast and uh, go hit subscribe. Wherever you listen to the podcast from, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if you listen to it on Megaphone, whatever it is. We appreciate you listening first and foremost. Um, tell all your friends who are Titans fans, go put it on Facebook for us, retweet it. Uh, just go ahead and get the word out about the Second and Victory podcast. We are brought to you by broadwaysportsmedia.com and 440 Sports. I tell you every week, but Broadway Sports Media is the best place to get your latest Titans news and coverage, as well as Nashville SC and the hot Nashville Predators right now as well. And also get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. You can always get us there and uh, make sure I've told you before, but playoffs are here. The Titans play this weekend. Go get you a new shirt from the secondandvictory.com store. Uh, we got some stuff in there. So I was wearing my uh, certified Titans fan to shirt to bed last night. It is comfy. It fits me perfectly. I love it. So, but um, yeah. So the Titans play this weekend. Did y'all know that? Uh-uh. Uh you uh-uh. wouldn't you wouldn't know it unless you lived in Nashville. I had no idea they played. I knew the Bengals played this weekend, <laughs> but I had yeah. no idea Joe, Joe Burrow was gonna have another big game, but I had no idea that they had to play another team. I think I've seen more national media talking about the Colts this week than the Titans. Right. Um, yeah, there this is probably the least talked about game. And I you know, I, it, it's because of the Titans. It's because they don't have the sexy quarterback. I truly believe that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I Think agree. about every team left in this in this playoff, and they got a quarterback that people love to talk about, except Ryan Tannehill. Nobody wants to talk about yeah. Ryan Tannehill. They'll talk about Jimmy G before they talk about Ryan Tannehill. That's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Down to. Well, a lot of Jimmy G talks if he's even even going to have a job next year or not. Yeah, they just don't take Tannehill seriously. And and I know the Titans fan, and we will we will hype him up. Remember the stat? It was like he had better stats for a certain stretch than Patrick Mahomes. Pat, yep, every yeah. category. Yep. Yep. You won't see that on ESPN. Colin Cowherd's not talking about that. But Joe Joe Shicey's the perfect guy to market. So I mean, yeah. So I think that's why you're not hearing much about it. Truly, it's because it's Ryan Tannehill. They don't want to talk about him. They don't have that's any, that's such a good point. That's a good point. And, and then at the same time, the the face of the team and Derrick Henry hasn't played in you know not what nine weeks, ten weeks now. So what's so, he gonna look like? Right. So they don't have the they don't have the uh, the hype to talk about Derek because he hasn't been out there. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's I think if if Ryan Tannehill was flashier and sexier, as you're saying, yeah. like people would talk about him more, talk about the Titans more. I watch Cal Car- Calhar all the time. Y'all know this, and mm-hmm. each week he'll do his like top ten teams and on his picture behind him it's like this the Lombardi trophy and then like four quarterbacks on this side four on this side and it's never once been Derrick Henry or Ryan Tannehill ever but all of a sudden they make the playoffs and they throw in Ryan Tannehill and I'm like come on man <laughs> and he was the last quarterback on the left side just like dude we get it you don't want to talk about him we understand but like respect the number one seed respect the team they talk about Vrabel more than anything and they love Vrabel and it's more of like, can Vrabel beat Zach Taylor's ass? Like, what does that make? Yeah. Matt McAfee talked about that today. Yeah, they, uh, I can't remember who 
it may have been Pat McAfee was interviewing Matt LaFleur and asked him that question about Vrabel. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that the discussion that's being big, had? I think it was Big Cat, wasn't it? Oh, it was Big Cat. You're big right. Cat. You're, yeah. I kind of right. saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. I like, why, is that, why is that even a discussion? Like, that was yet last year's topic. Like, right. I think it was when he mentioned that, wasn't it like two years ago on the bus? Yeah, it was before COVID. Cutting his piece off? It was before COVID. People still remember that, though. But I think... (sighs) That's kind of what put him on the map, honestly. It's it's weird, though. I'm like, I'm kind of happy that Vrabel gets all this love because the Titans have not had a coach like this. Ever. Ever. Like, I'm not going to give Fisher this kind of recognition because people don't talk about Fisher this way. No. They made made different type of jokes. The Titans, yeah. The 8-8. Coach Ocho. Exactly. Yeah. They they Titans will always, always, always find a way or have a chance because of Rabel and how they're coached, how they're 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 disciplined. Led. They're, they're led. Yep. I mean, dude, it's just I don't hate it by any means. I love Rabel. Y'all know that. I got a man yeah. crush on Mike Rabel. And and but, I think that he has found the right players to help perpetuate his message within the team whether it's a Ryan Tannehill or a Jeffrey Simmons, or more specifically, I think more than any players, probably Kevin Byard. Um, Ke- Kevin has kind of been the face of like the Vrabel mission, you know? So I think, um, I think he's put the players in place too, to, to help perpetuate them. As I agree. I mean, as, as long as Vrabel's the coach, Titans have a fighting chance. Side note, shout out to Kevin Byard for first team all pro for the second yeah, time. Yeah, team all pro. Shout out. Shout out Kevin. Well deserved. Well deserved. Second team all pro. Should have been first team. He should have been. But. Man, it's it's funny looking at those all pros and who deserves it, who doesn't. Um, I think the biggest one, and tell me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you guys something saw something different, but the biggest talk was Trayvon Diggs. Should he have made it? AJ Terrell should have made it. Yeah. I agree. I, I saw I agree. Terrell had a great year. Um I think it's stupid that there was no second team running back because Jonathan Taylor got all the all the votes. That was kind of weird. I think go back ridiculous. to the, go back to the voters and have them vote for a second place. I like, totally I agree. agree. Totally I agree. It was vacant because of Dude. Derek. They knew like Derek would have would have <laughs> been first or second team, so they just had to leave it vacant for Derek. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I get get eleven interceptions, but like, you get cooked. A yeah, lot. That's what all I was the about time. to say. He's all the time. Outside, outside of those interceptions, he was getting picked on constantly. He gave only, I think he, he only has 11 interceptions because he was being picked on so much. Like right. the ball well, came just, he, his way constantly. He undercuts and jumps the routes. And when he doesn't get the pick, that's when it goes over his head. Yeah. I, yeah. I did think it was cool that Stefan Diggs, uh, after their game on Saturday, flew down. To Dallas to see his brother play. That was, oh, that was cool too. They you got a good Juwan, relationship. You see Juwan Jennings light him, Trevon digs up. Just that Juwan's video. a dog. Oh yeah, on the block. I love Juwan. Love Juwan, man. I'm glad he's doing well. He's final ro- final role. Like he actually like, I think uh, I saw a stat of his like 27 catches this season. 23 of them have been first downs or touchdowns. Correct. You're gonna find a role. Like they're going to keep <laughs> the ball. Yeah, they, they mentioned on the broadcast today that he had like four catches and all of them were on third down. Like what AJ was in the San Francisco game is what he is like every week for them on third right. down. Right. Murphy's Burl's own. That's right, man. 
Another positive to talk about right now, guys, the Titans are fully healthy. Like, there's literally no injuries on this team right now. Knock on wood. That, bro, that injury report was nice. Beautiful. The Titans yeah. got rested this week while the country slept on them. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The 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 fact that I mean there were there were three players on it. Two were full participants and one was limited. Like it that's nice. massive for this team. Massive. But okay, so if you take that, like that shows I think too, like how important that first round buy is. Cause like y'all said too, the the injury list, how short it was. And then you add, I mean, obviously Derek's not going to be on there, but like you get to bring people like that back as well. Like you said before, it just shows how important it is and the rest that you get as well. Yeah. Cause right now the times have Derek Henry designated return. Tory Carter is now designated return. Uh, is there one more that was on that list? Uh, from last, sure. did, did one more come off of it with Derek last week? Maybe not. Um, but those are two key players on offense. I mean, we've seen Tory Carter uh, play some, give some phenomenal blocks this season. And um, he's a really good special teams player too. Yeah. Him and so, Dylan Cole. So, I mean, yeah. Getting, getting uh, potentially both of them back uh, could do wonders for, for the running game even more. Even I mean, it's been good. Let's be honest. But, you know, that could open up even more. So let's talk about 100%. let's talk about that the running game and Derek is going to be back Saturday. This is the first time we've seen him since November first, Halloween, October thirty first. His surgery Halloween. Was the first Halloween. Halloween, yeah, Halloween. So we have seen since the Colts game. Um, what are your thoughts on his workload? What's it, what's it going to look like? What's his what's his carries? Uh, I think I think they're going to want to give him a full workload. Will they? I don't know, but uh, I think. <clears throat> I could see it like first possession, they come out, he gets a full workload. Next possession, Deontay starts, then Derek comes in. But And I'm okay with that. I really am. He, I, he doesn't have to have 45 carries. You know what I'm saying? So I think we, we all know this, is that he gets better as the game goes on. Yep. Yes. So will you see more of him in that late third, fourth quarter where he's going to take and all the carries? That's kind of what I was thinking, is that, like you're saying, Brad, I think there will be some, some Deontay Foreman spelling uh, in that first mm-hmm. half. Um, just to keep, you know, keep Derek fresh. And and I, I do think he'll have limited snaps, per se. I don't think we're going to get a 30-carry game from Derek like we've seen some points this season. But I think that – I don't think that's because he's not healthy. I think that's because you have a guy like Foreman and a guy like Hilliard right. who, who have really stepped up and deserve carries. I mean, I think I think Foreman 100% deserves carries on this team. Um so, I mean, if, if Derek's getting, you know, 18, 20 carries and, and Foreman's getting, you know, 10, uh, I could see a balance like that. And they're, they're not going to – I don't – they're not going to say, quote, unquote, that Derek is on a snap count or a play count. They're just going to let it ride, see how he feels. And if, he's, if they can let him go all out, they'll let him go all out. If they can't, then they'll just say, hey, we're not able to. But, he, like, he's not going to get 40 like we said, but he's still going to get the Derrick Henry, the Derrick Henry touches. So, he's back at practice. I'll go ahead, Chris. I, I hope we see both of them on the field at points. Me too. Uh, for, Foreman and Henry. Um, I think that opens up a little bit of, of the those stat boxes that Derek typically faces because um, both of them have, have the speed to get to the edge. So that could be really interesting uh, if we get to see both of them in the backfield with, with Tannehill. So if Rabel was asked in his Monday presser, will Derek Henry be activated this week? And he said, we'll kind of see where he's at. We need to put him in pads, kind of see where he's at. And so we saw him in pads today. 
Did y'all see those videos? Yes. Yeah. Boy is ready. Yeah. Like he, there's, yeah no, I mean, there's no there's no fear. He you was hurting his defensive lineman skipper? out there. Yeah. <laughs> I really because I mean kind of we haven't had it. We nobody talked to Derek. Like, he hasn't posted a video. There's no. I we I've said this you know since the entire time. Like there's no videos of him working out or. He hadn't told us, hey, guys, I'm good. Like, there's been nothing from Derry. No hype video. I was waiting on that. Like, hey, I'm back. A hype do, you, video. do you think he waits till he gets activated? Maybe. But even I, then, I, I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever see a hype video. But I think we could see something clean, simple. Like, you know, before the season, all he did was tweet the picture of the lion. Yeah. You yeah. remember that? Like, That's a good point. I could see something like that. Like, super simple, super low-key. Him just, like, putting it out there like, hey, I'm ready. You know? Just like that T.I. song, King Back. That's it. Yeah. King Back. That's it. Um, but what I was getting at, though, was him taking hits in practice this week, um, it, letting the coaches, J-Rob, see kind of where he's at, and I think they kind of determine it then. They may play it by ear. Until then, they kind of see where he's at throughout all the week. And as practice goes on and, and, and they do more drills and, and more plays for him in practice, um, let that determine how many carries he gets Sunday. But I think we both know that he's going to look at him like, yo, call off the dogs. Give like, me the ball. Give me, yeah, take the fucking handcuffs off me. Let's go. Yeah. Kind of thing. To, uh, to your point, Austin, the last time he tweeted something or retweeted was or tweeted himself too. Uh, October 27th, the last time he liked something on Twitter, October 25th. So he's gone full dark mode. He's not – even like Derek's not like the most – he's not on social media a whole lot. No. Every now – like in the offseason, we know his videos. He posts those a lot. But like in yeah. season, he really has never been that guy um, to do that. So I, this is me being like a, a fan wanting him to post something. But like yeah. maybe – and when he's activated, like you're right, maybe, maybe – like you said, maybe he waits until then. But I, I remember, I remember when you got excited that Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill had social media because Marcus didn't, and you like seeing your. I remember you tweeting that out. Yeah. And Marcus, Marcus is Marcus. Marcus is different. Did you guys see real quick off topic that a bunch of people in Pittsburgh are, are talking to get Marcus in Pittsburgh? I actually have a question for you guys that I wanted to pose tonight. Uh, who are? Let's go NFL talk here. Who are two backup quarterbacks that you think will be starters in the NFL next year? Uh, eliminating Trey Lance because that's kind of expected. Is Mitchell Trubisky on a one-year deal? He's a free agent again. Yeah, he free could agent, he yeah. could go somewhere. I could see Trubisky's probably an easy answer. I think Marcus is obviously another easy answer. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of. I mean, who are you? There's thinking? not a whole lot of great backups. You saw what? I mean, I could, I could kind of see Tyler Huntley getting a. Getting a shot somewhere. I'm trying to think of who would need that bridge-ish because Denver's not looking for that bridge quarterback anymore. They're they're wanting that. They're, they're ready to, to that, hit the, the big fish. Yeah, they're ready to hit Pittsburgh. Maybe. Uh, but, I mean, do they go with Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins? I saw a quote from a Steelers fan today. They quote tweeted it from Mike Tomlin saying that he wants a mobile quarterback. Yep, I like the mobile quarterback. So is it they draft somebody? Um, Malik Willis or the Kenny Pickett's, or they get a Marcus Mariota, Dwayne Haskins. Or, do they try and revamp Dwayne Haskins. There was that video of Rodgers and Tomlin winking at each other during the game. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, everybody had the conspiracy theories that Rodgers to the Steelers next year. 
That would be weird. I don't know. But to go back to your point, I, I would love to see Marcus get another shot. A lot of too. people – there's some weird – people love Marcus here a little bit too much still. It's a little and odd. People absolutely despise Marcus, which I don't agree with at all. Dude was a, a hell of a human being. Yeah. It just didn't work out. He won us a lot of games. And we have some great memories. Yeah, he's the Marcus as quarterback. Marcus is kind of the cornerstone of why we got to where we are. He just just couldn't get to the top. Just think of day one, first game of his career. Think about that. 42 14 over the Bucks. Yeah. Matched up against the guy that was picked over him and he balls out. Do y'all do y'all remember who his first career touchdown pass was to? Across the middle? Kenner Wright. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we have some great we have some great memories of Marcus here. Uh, obviously, the like we talked about last episode, the the playoff self catch, self very church catch. stiff arm. I'll yeah. never hate Marcus ever. No, because I mean, even as a college football fan, he was one of the more polarizing players in college football history. The two the two best Marcus throws I can think of was the one against the Colts where he dropped it to Delaney in like quadruple Ooh, coverage. That one, and then one. the one, and then the one to Andre Johnson in Detroit on fourth yeah. down to win the game. Like games yeah. like that, like it, there's so many memories of you can go back and you know highlights. You can't you can't write Titans history without Marcus Mariota. Those are the throws though that you see. Those are throws that you see, and you're like, I right, they're like he's the guy. But then there's other games like the Denver game where he got benched. And you're like, dude, who? I don't even know. I don't even recognize this guy. We could go back and have the argument: Did he feel the Titans or the Titans feel Marcus? And it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I agree. It's a little bit of both, man. But Titans are the one seed now. So. And as soon as Rabel came and and the Arthur Smith thing, you know, Arthur started taking off as an OC. Then the ship had sailed for all of us on Marcus. And yeah. So, how I mean, how do we start talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expected us to get to get into uh, Marcus Mariota tonight. All right, no. let's get back to uh, the divisional round. Um, the Bengals had a massive loss over the weekend against the uh, Raiders. Their defensive tackle, starting defensive tackle, one of their key stones on the defense, Larry Ogunjobi, uh, lost him to a foot injury. This guy had 49 tackles and seven sacks on the season, not to mention their best pass rusher, Trey Hendrickson, in concussion protocol. Somehow I was going to end up playing. Probably is going to play, but probably shouldn't. He's not out of the woods yet. He was limited in practice, but I read that when you're in concussion protocol, you're going to be limited in practice no matter what. Yeah. It's after they meet with the independent uh, neurologist, is that when they come back and the neurologist says, Yeah, you're good to go, or no, you can't play. So I'll be more surprised if he doesn't play than if he does, honestly. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. But even, I mean, even losing Ogan Joby. Uh, Dude, so, it's huge. It's huge. It you really talk about is. Open up, you talk about opening up that defensive line a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, if, if Questenberry has one of his good games, and then if Lawan and Saffold can just stay on the field, which they had the past couple of weeks, knock on wood, I mean, it, it, it's a huge loss for them. Huge. Uh, is this a revenge game against the Bengals? A hundred percent. Why do you think we're not wearing navy white? <laughs> Well, I hope they just because, they, because we're unstoppable in Navy Navy. Come on, I hope yeah. they, they kill that combination. Did y'all see? Uh, I'm gonna talk Jared about it. Stillman. What the yeah. hell, man, dude? I, saw I missed that, him, man. What he say? He said he said Navy Navy is not good. He said because Steve McNair, Eddie George never wore Navy Navy. We should wear a Navy white, and that the light blue tops and the Navy pants are the worst combo the Titans have. They should well, get false. rid of the. They should get rid of Navy blue and adopt the red. 
Yep. He said uh, if he was owner, baby blue's gone and we have red jerseys. No. Okay, then we look like the Houston Texans. Yeah. Um all of those opinions are trash. Uh first of all, I believe the Titans are four and this season in all Navy. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh second of all, Navy head to toe is one of the cleanest looks in the NFL. Yes. Um and and third of all, um I do not want red to be a primary. Dude, the, the, the last two Navy white games I can think of were Cincinnati last year and the Jets this year. And did we did we wear it in the Miami game when Taylor Lewan got knocked out? They wore baby blue on white. That's it. That's it. But still, yeah, the white pants outside the, they, the white, white pants have not. Other than stormtroopers, they have not been the kind. No, they haven't. I would have been cool with the navy baby navy. Yes. Yeah. They've I won like it. That They're too. undefeated in that this season. Um, the Bengals are wearing all white. I saw that today. Which so, is a, it's a clean look. That's I, mean, I say. I like the are clean. It's gonna be a good. Uh, uh, Uniform, it's a good uniform, yeah. yeah, Good, good, good visually appealing matchup. I agree, I agree. Um, who is the uh, the most important player for the Titans on Saturday? Christian Fulton, why it's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I mean, their their core wide receivers is just fantastic across the board. Um, but um, it comes down to Jamar Chase. he might be the most talented young wide receiver in the NFL, and that's saying a lot because there's a lot of really good young wide receivers in the NFL. Um, but Jamar Chase, if he gets hot, man, he's just on another level. Um, Christian Fulton and, and him go way back uh, personally. So um, the hope is that, you know, Fulton's ready and, and knows how – knows some secrets to – to contain Jamar Chase, some of the some of his tendencies and stuff, uh, and can take advantage of that. Um, I don't think Fulton will shadow him by any means. I mean, he'll he'll line up with who he's lined up against, whether it's it's Chase or T. Higgins or whoever. But um, I think I think Fulton having a great game is really important. This is one of those games where you kind of wish you had like the 2019, 2020 ish Malcolm Butler still on your roster. Because that way you could feel at least a little bit more comfortable. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the, the the middle tier of the Titans defense because Joe Mixon is such a good pass catching back. He's just a good all around back. And then, yeah. like you said, Chris, with the receivers that they have, even cutting across the middle, because you got TJ, uh, I don't want to pronounce his last name wrong. Uh, I know it, but you guys know who I'm talking about. They're tight end. Yeah. CJ Uzoma. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they got him. So I don't, I didn't want to pronounce it wrong, but him coming across the middle as well. So whoever drops back in the middle of the defense for the Titans and then Bud Dupree and Harold Landry have to contain Joe Mixon kind of if he drops back on those little wheel routes, something like that, that's <clears> going to be very important because the Bengals are really good at taking 15 yard plays, turning them into 30, 35 yard plays. And at the beginning of the year, the Titans gave up a lot of X plays. They've calmed it down, but that's something that you're really going to have to watch out for. I like that. Yeah, just Cunningham, David Long back and healthy. Um, it's going to be interesting, I think. who Who's inactive Sunday, I think, is a, is a good question. Yeah. Um, is it Jay on again, a healthy scratch? And I kind of feel bad, man. I know we all love Jay on. He's had some great, great moments and great games for the Titans, but writing's on the wall. Yeah. But yeah. him, Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans, was, I mean, Evans played two snaps last week. Yeah. And that was telling, too. Like, why make him – active if that's going to be the case like why not make yeah. a jam brown active where you know he has more to offer than a rashawn evans i think what it comes down to <clears throat> on sun on saturday is is 
just the coverage. And I think that could get Jayon active. I mean, listen, when it comes down to it, the Bengals are so deep right now that Tyler Boyd may be their fourth or fifth best option in the pass catching game. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That is wild because yeah. Tyler Boyd is a stud. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think having having Jayon's coverage skills could come into play. Uh, obviously, David Long can can cover. Uh, Zach can cover when he needs to. Those sort of things. But um, I don't know. I think I think that could be something that keeps Jayon active. All right, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill, y'all. I think that's uh, a good one. I think the most important important player to Saturday to the entire playoff run is 17. Um, we know the Bengals have one of the brightest and one of the best up-and-coming quarterbacks in Joe Burrow, and we know they can light it up. It could be literally 28 nothing before you know it. Um, the Titans play a different ball than the Bengals do. But I think it comes down to him being that game manager, making key throws, good decisions, and keeping the ball turnover-free. You cannot see some of those that four yeah. turnover game. Dude, the game's be over at halftime. It's happens. done. It's done. Yeah. I think I think Ryan one probably still has a bad taste in his mouth of last year against the Ravens and knew that they were a much better team than Baltimore and they didn't get it done. I'm excited that the games at home, Nissan Stadium is going to be fucking electric. Just wait till Derek runs out of the tunnel. And I think I have faith in Ryan Tannehill. I, re- I truly, truly do. I'm confident in his ability, but I, I, I'm not expecting it. I don't want to see him throw for 350. That's not who he is. But dude, just give me 198, two touchdowns, run for one if you want to, and no turnovers. Yeah, like like that Houston game that you saw with Des Fitzpatrick, and there's been a couple other times this year where he's been uh, not on the same page as his receivers. That cannot happen in this game. Like, no. not even once. Because this is the, the Titans have unfortunately started off slow at times for pretty much the, the entire time in Tennessee that they've been there. But it's one of those games that if you fall behind with because of turnover, it's going to be very hard to get back into it. The, the, I think what doesn't need to be said, which is obvious, is the key to this game is, is winning the turnover battle. I think if you, yeah. can, if you can get Joe to have a couple – picks and a turnover on special teams whatever the case may be find a find a spark and 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 then you know build off of that but i think that's gonna be crucial is one of the turnover battle saturday 100 um, and you don't want to get in a shootout with these guys at all you want to have stops no. you want to put pressure on joe burrow here's a stat for you uh in games this season um if there are 10 plus pressures on joe burrow uh, let's see. Make sure I tell you this correctly. Okay. Uh, when there's 10 plus pressures on Joe Burrow this season, they are five and five. Okay. In mm. games where he's pressured less than 10 times, they're five and one. Oof. So it's about, it's not a great offensive line. It's not. That's what I'm getting. It's not at. a good offensive, not line. A good offensive line. We know that this defensive line is, is arguably the best in the playoffs right now, best in the league. I think they're um, the best in the league overall anyway. Very true. The the fact that, uh, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is uh, – I, I showed you all this stat right before. Jeffrey Simmons is second in the league at defensive line and pressures. I believe it was 58, uh, second to Aaron Donald who had 
64. Um, but the fact that Simmons can get pressure, Dupree can get pressure, um, Danico can get pressure, Landry can get pressure. Like this front four is is a reckless. Uh, and if they can if they can play their their style of football, they should be able to get plenty of pressures in this game. I would think. I think another key is uh is the fans being loud Saturday, uh, yeah. making the the Bengals do the uh, silent cadence, um, false starts. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, the, there's no reason this shouldn't be the noisiest environment that they've ever played in. A hundred percent. And the best team they played pretty much, you know, outside the Chiefs in a yeah. couple months. Yeah. So, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a, a crazy atmosphere Saturday inside Nissan Stadium. And, I mean, it's going to start, like you said, Brett, with Derek coming out the tunnel. A hundred percent. Surely they, they, like, they announce the offense, you would think. You would, bro, if they don't. You would think they do, I can, but I can see them announcing the defense just because Rabel likes to probably <laughs> not put not put things in the spotlight like that. But the twelfth Titan oh. being Jarrell Casey, dude, that's the oh, coolest so thing hype. ever. That's pretty the coolest cool. thing it's ever. Especially because cool. the way like his tenure ended here and and him being unhappy, like to see him really embrace the team again and and to see the team reciprocate and, and embrace him, I think is really dope. You'd have to. Think. I agree. Like behind closed doors, there's phone calls made, probably J Rob Vrabel to Jarrell saying, I mean, you would think, right? Like, I mean, it was a yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a weird, different breakup, ugly breakup, and uh, of, you know, getting traded for a seventh round pick when essentially when, he was probably your best defensive player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's a top five or maybe top 10 defensive player in the organizational history. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the yeah. right move. I mean, it was. It, it, it panned out to be the right move. And so, and we, I, we were pretty certain it was the right move at, the, at that time, too. It just – yeah, Jarrell didn't think so, but – No, and he ended up, you know, what, getting hurt very he played, early. He, he tore his pet and then it was yeah. done. Yeah, his career yeah. was over. But, yeah, the fact he uh, retired as a Titan, and uh, it was pretty fast, too, man. It wasn't even like, a, hey, I'm going to try to make a comeback and yeah. play again. I think he kind of just realized this is it for me. Yeah. So – uh, yeah, that's gonna be exciting though. Jarrell coming out the tunnel, it's gonna be packed, man. And I pray that it's it's like 90 10 Titans fans. Dominion. I think it will be. I, I really think it will be that there's not Titans fans reselling their tickets. They are doing that, they're reselling their tickets for out the ass, and it's it's stupid because as a season uh, ticket member, mine were not that expensive. But if you go to Ticketmaster, all these you know, resellers through the roof, it's ridiculous. Is it, is it true that uh, tickets are locked until 24 hours before the game? Like they can't be transferred until 24 hours before. I saw a tweet saw about that. that. I'm not positive. Obviously, I might get rid of mine. I, I have no idea, right. but I'm not sure. I saw that too, though. Interesting. I mean, that's one way to to try to limit it. Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously, we know we, we got this game uh, Saturday, the first game to start the weekend. Uh, there's some, you know, three other games that are very interesting to watch. I think this is the this is the best eight teams in the league. I really believe that. Yeah. The mm-hmm. best eight. Yeah, I think so too. There's no upset upsets over the weekend. Um, I would say San Fran's a better team than Dallas, and they proved that. They showed that, yeah. Um, I'm excited for – I'm excited for that Bills-Chiefs game. Yeah. On Sunday night, too. It's hard not to be excited by that. Um, yeah. Especially Josh Allen coming off the game that he had. 
um, what many are calling the perfect offensive game. Yeah. The first perfect yeah. offensive game in NFL history. Yeah. Um, but, dude, that matchup is going to be awesome. I'm going to take the Bills, I, guys. I hope, I hope it's a There's shootout. There's a very good chance. I'm very, gonna take the Bills. I man, I wish, I wish San Francisco was going to Tampa because I think that would be a great game. Yeah. And they still could, but it'd be it'd be a long shot. Yeah, I think the, I think the Bills could win it. I think that's very possible. That's my prediction. I just want it to be a shootout. I want I want yeah. a like final score of like 45 to 48 or something. Like the Rams Chief game a couple years I ago. W- I would love a very physical game. Maybe a player or two gets banged up. And so the week after they have to come to Nashville, it's a <laughs> game time decision. They're questionable. They're not 100%. I love that. Um, I definitely think the Bills can, can easily run the table. They had that kind of team. I think they the, do, man. I, th- I think so, too. Looking at the other side, though, I'm, I'm really interested in the Niners-Packers game, uh, mm-hmm. primarily because of the coaches. The, yeah. The Kyle Shanahan versus Matt LaFleur matchup. I mean, those those guys are best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see how that game plays out. I mean, even the Tampa-LA game. Yeah. Yeah. I think LA could easily – they could pull that upset. Yeah. The way they play, so when they play Monday night. Yeah. I'm no, to, Sunday afternoon. They played last night. Oh, last Rams, night. I was, just, I was just talking about the Monday, next week. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Monday yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I would say when our predictions, I'm going to go Titans, Packers, Rams, Bills. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm a- going. AFC. I'm. I'll go ahead, Brett. I'm going to go Titans. Uh, I'm going to go Titans. Chiefs. I still think the Chiefs have have Buffalo's number. Uh, man, somebody asked me earlier today about the Rams Bucks, and the first thing that just popped out of my mouth was Rams. I don't know why, but it's. I think it's gonna be hard. I'm gonna go Bucks uh, and Packers. I'm going Titans Bills on the AFC side, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going Bucks 49ers. There's the 49ers. Oh. the 49ers fan in him's coming out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I mean, you know, you trust nobody... Jimmy G on the road though. In, but in I, Limbo? I trust Kyle. I trust Kyle Shanahan over Matt Lafleur. I do. I do. Over, I mean, I don't, listen, man. I, I think historically nobody knows Matt Lafleur's tendencies better than Kyle Shanahan. He made it. I mean, he made him. They have a Swiss Army knife too, man. Debo Samuel is the most <sighs> universal player in the league. Yeah. God, I would way more than Cordero out. Patterson. Yeah, I, I mean it's hard, it's hard to go against Aaron Rodgers in that situation, uh, obviously, and the that matchup. I, I think the matchup is just going to be good, but yeah, I'm going I'm going Niners. We'll see how it plays out. I would love to hear our followers' takes on that, and uh, I want to hear that. Yeah, tweet us your tweet us for yeah. the weekend at second of victory. I want to hear that because I mean it, they're tough. Obviously, they could. I think all these games could go either way. It could oh, yeah. be. Oh, yeah. The opposite of every pick that we said, it could be the opposite of it. Yeah. It's such, it's such good games. Um, I was going to say, on the AFC side, it's one through four, but the NFC side, the 49ers pulled the upset, so it's not one through yeah. four there. Um, all right, so that's – One, two, four, six, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. 
before we get into bowl predictions, I'm going to ask you guys this. Let's go back to the Titans real quick. Will this team be in L.A. for the Super Bowl? Yes. They're going to win the AFC? Yes. Chris is anxious. (laughs) Before the season, I predicted – uh the super bowl so i'm sticking with it yeah here's my here's here's my thing man like a couple years ago when the when the titans oh when the titans made uh when the titans went on that the afc championship run my thing was is if if they won that afc championship game i was almost convinced no matter who they played they were going to win the super bowl because the run they won it was almost like a march madness cinderella one that that team that you just cannot stop that's what i was convinced my thing now is is because a lot of people are, are not necessarily picking Cincinnati, but that's like their sleeper upset pick. I think that if you can beat them, then you get that momentum of, hey, we can beat anybody. Because this is one of the most high-powered offenses left. And I, when I say that, I'm talking about like speed and the confidence they have. Other teams, obviously, Arizona – or not Arizona, excuse me. San Francisco, Green Bay score a lot. But like I'm talking like there's not, not really a type of offense that's like Cincinnati's. And if you can stop them and score – then you almost feel like you can stop anybody and score against anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think this is a team that even needs momentum. Um, I mean, I think momentum helps obviously, but I think this is a team that already believes they can beat anybody. I think this is a team that just knows they have to do their job and they're, they're making it. I mean, they're, they're going to move forward. Um, I mean, even Kevin Byard said today that if, if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, he considers everything a disappointment. Um, yeah. So this is this is a team that believes in themselves, no doubt. Um, and I think it's I think it's a team that believes in themselves significantly more than they did last year. Yeah. Uh, because nobody believed in the defense, and there's no way the players really believed in the defense last year. Defense believes in themselves. Offense believes in themselves. Um, you know, it's the coaching staff. Obviously, that I I think it's a situation where they know that if they do their job, they'll make it to the Super Bowl. I want to say yes too. I, th- I, I, I think I think this is. The, I mean, it just makes me nervous, man. Because I mean, this hasn't happened in what 20, 22 years. I mean, and and we're prone to disappointment, right? Yeah. I mean, we just as as a fan of every Tennessee professional sports team, uh, I've had you know twenty what when was the Titans first season ninety nine? So twenty three years of perpetual disappointment from my sports teams. So. Are we being homers uh, or are we being realists? I mean, I think a little bit of both. Roamers. I think a little bit of both, but yeah. I, I, I truly believe that this team believes in themselves. 100%. And I truly believe that any Vrabel-led team has a fighting chance no matter 100%, 100%. what. 100%. 100%. So I, I don't think it's homer in those regards. But it's a homer pick in that, like, I'm a fan of this team and I, I want a championship of some sort for the first time ever. But right. And I think there's no excuse because, you know, a month and a half ago, two months ago, when this team was so banged up, you're thinking there's no, I mean, they may, they may make a playoff run, but like now, like we saw the injury report guys, this team is fully healthy. Dude, there's no excuse. (laughs) I'm I'm trying not to get literally, they're literally healthier than they were the first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the healthiest this team has been since, April. Yeah. So it's interesting. 
It's you make dude, it to the I, Super Bowl, bro. You, you make just it to don't. The Super Bowl, you just man. yeah. You just don't want to have this. This like that's what I'm. I'm already thinking about like what they're gonna wear in the Super Bowl. Like, are they navy on navy? Are they wearing <laughs> white? Or it's just like another 08. And like, do we just get no. our hearts broken? Bro, imagine how is the home team decided in the how is the home team decided in the Super Bowl? Probably better. Let's just say if it's the Packers, I would say better record. I don't even. I'm almost scared to talk about it because I don't want to get over like overly excited. It's a good but, question though, Chris. Yeah. Is <laughs> that's not based off that? Um, Chris is looking it up. Home team rotates every year. This oh, year, okay. the AFC is the home team. Rocking the Navy on Navy. <laughs> there you go. But what if they just shocked everybody and came running out like Eagle style and the Stormtroopers? That'd be hard. You know, look at yeah, bro. It, it, they got they got to play uh, Dreams and Nightmares too while they run out. A hundred percent. Now they get called copycats. I don't know what they would come out to. Probably some money bag. Probably key glocker. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That'd be fun. Yeah, the, bu- the Bucks were the home team last year, so it'll be. And they were white. That was their, their, that was their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So AFC money bag out of locker room for the Super Bowl would be fire. Listen, they. Yeah. I, I was I was telling my wife this the other night, like. One of my favorite things that Titan social media do, is doing right now is these little video clips mm-hmm. where so they're only good. using they're on, only using like Tennessee artists. Like uh, I think the most recent one was um, All Star um, Star Lido. Lido and Don Troop. Yeah. Yes. This, the the one I saw before that I think it was Key Glock. Like those videos are hype, and I hope they keep doing that throughout the whole playoffs. Moneybag Memphis native, so I mean. Yep. Yeah, dog. Yep. That would be fire. All right, before we wrap up, bold predictions for Saturday. Oh, man. I'm going uh, – Austin, I'm going to go with you on the pressures. They're going to get those pressures, uh, and they're going to force Joe Burrow to throw two interceptions. I like that. I like that, too. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say that uh, – Derek has 100 rushing yards, and Julio has 100 receiving yards. <laughs> Doubling down in the damn playoff game? Let's do it. Go big or go um, home, right? All right, I told y'all that the most important player is Ryan Tannehill, and I'm going to live with that and die with that, and I'm going to ride with him here and say that Tanny has three total touchdowns. Yeah, kind of like you said earlier. Because we know what yards. we can do in the red zone when it's yeah. a, a guy on his right or left hip, a little read option, he runs one in, give me the finger roll. Yeah. I can see it. I like that. So, I'm going to go three total touchdowns. The Titans are favored right now by three and a half. The, the number's going up, which is hard to believe, rather than going down, um, which I thought it would how, do. How does that swing more once Derek's activated? What do you think? Well, you would think that the way the Titans do it and Vrabel does it, he won't get activated to the day before the game, which would be Friday probably, yeah. you would think. Um, maybe a point. It's at three and a half now. It started at, at – it started it opened at three. So, it's only gone up half a point. But – It can make it four, four and a half. You would think people know that Derek's playing. I think yeah. four is a good line. And they're, and they're still betting the Titans. Yeah. So – but I bet a lot of people had that that Cincy plus three and a half ticket right now too. I bet a lot of people are betting that. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm nervous as hell. I'm very excited. I'm sure, I think by Saturday, when I get some some alcoholic beverages in my system, I'll be excited. <laughs> and, and going, but I'll be there. Everybody there? Be Everybody there? there? Yeah. I mean, it's the Chris? it's the playoffs. If nerves weren't intact, like you'd have a problem. Like you Chris, should be you nervous there? when it comes. To, I'm not. I'm not. Oh. I'm not. You'll be there in spirit with us, Chris. We'll hold it out yeah. for you. Possibly yeah. the the conference championship, though. A hundred percent. And then we'll all be at the Super Bowl. It's gonna happen. We're yes. gonna fucking do it, boys. Yeah. If you're listening to the fucking podcast, we're going to the Super Bowl. Second <laughs> victory live in LA. <laughs> that would be hype. That would be dope. That would be, be dope. Yeah. All right. For Brett Bachelor, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you as always for listening to the Second Victory podcast. Again, get us on Twitter at Second Victory. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>